Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Joanne Wilson. Come on, keep that same energy. Why don't we give it up for the Most High God? He is so good. He is so good. The song says, show us your glory. Show us your glory. But I want to remix that a little bit. We're going to say, we see your glory. We see your glory. Why? Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it says in Romans 1.20, for ever since the world was created, people have seen through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. Now watch this. So they have no excuse. We don't need him to show us his glory. We can see it all around us. Why don't you sing it right now? We see your glory. We see your glory. Hallelujah. We see your glory. We see your glory. We you give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team and the band. You could continue as I read this word. Before you're seated, I want to read the word of God. I know we're doing things a little differently today, right? Come on, we can't do things the same way all the time if we want some new results. I came to give you a word today that'll transform you. I came to give you a word today that will leave you not not the same. It will not leave you the same. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so listen, hear the word of God that says in Genesis 1-1, we're gonna be jumping around a bit, but y'all be standing for all kinds of other nonsense. We gonna stand and honor God's word, amen? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And as we skip down, we're going to skip down to verse 31 that says, God said all that he made. He saw all that he made and it was good. Everybody say good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. And I'm going to read to you a little story in Acts 9, 36, 43. Don't worry, it's only a few verses. I know y'all with the high heels and the bunions are probably crying right now. I got, I got, I got. 
In Acts, we read of a creative woman named Tabitha, and she was a fashion designer. And I connect with her story as a designer myself, and she was a disciple. It says in verse 36, Acts 9, 36, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name was Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying, showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room, and then he got down on his knees and he prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up! She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some times with a tanner named Simon. If you're in this place and you hear me today, we're going to talk about the power of creativity. I'm going to show you how to be creative in Jesus' name. Won't you pray with me? Lift up your hands. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this day that you created, Lord, created out of love, God. God, we thank you. We are grateful. We honor you. It is you that was there in the beginning. It is you that created all things out of nothing, God. God, we humble ourselves. We open up our hearts. We we tune in to what you want to say to us today, God. God, make something new out of us today. We didn't come here to leave the same, Lord. Transformation is going to happen in Jesus' name because you are the one who creates all things and you can do all things, God. So God, empower us. Let us hear this word and be changed. And all of God's people say, amen. You may be seated. Thank you all. Hallelujah. How y'all feel? Y'all ready for a word? Come on, y'all better get ready. So throughout this whole series of Family Matters, um, we've been talking about our core values here at Cool Church. And it's so important for us to do that because in order for us to have a healthy relationship with each other as we're building the kingdom of God, we need to have establishing principles and things that we value so that we don't allow distraction to get in our way of the work that we've been called to do, amen? Come on. And not only should you have core value, do we need core values here in this community of Cool Church, you should have core values for yourself, and even separate ones for your family. We have some as the Wilson household, and anybody who's been to our house sees them on our board. Like, we, we real, we true to this. Like, we ain't just preaching this, we live this. And we have our family values emblazed on a board in the kitchen so that we can never be without excuse. I think that's gonna be a theme throughout the day and throughout this message without excuse, right? 
And um, here at Cool Church, though, those values, we've been going through them for the past six weeks now. This is number seven. Um, and I know we all know them, so we might as well say them together. The first value is love. The second is family. Third is generosity, and it's right there in case you don't know them, and this is your first time. The fourth one is honor. The next one is excellence. Last week we heard about service, and today is about creativity. Amen? So why is creativity such an important value here at Cool Church? And I think the answer to that is found in Genesis 1-1, where it shows that God, the first thing God ever did was create. In the beginning, he created. Being creative here at Cool Church, we're going to have a chart. We've been showing this kind of chart, and this chart is how we, um, it's a method that we utilize to create, you could put that up, yep. It's how you build your core values, and the reason why we want you to see it is because maybe you want to take a picture of it so that you can create your own core values. And so here is the, the, the value. The first part of the chart is creativity. We just said that. And we have to make a clarifying statement. So basically define what that means here. And it means we are problem solvers. We don't get frustrated by problems. We get excited because we have an opportunity to create new solutions and innovate. Amen? We are spirit-led. Y'all with me? Come on, this is like school right now. The determined discipline is that every day we are creative in the way we approach life. Daily we ask ourselves, what can I be the answer for today? We pray before we approach any problem and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we can become that solution. And we read the verse in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the opposite of that, because we have to make sure that we know what it doesn't look like, right? It says we don't settle because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? So it means that being creative in this space means that we are problem solvers. We don't sit in problems. We create solutions, and that requires us or that allows us to do something new, right? I think one of the key things about creativity is that it requires work. You can't sit, do nothing, and be creative. You got to work. Amen? So as, we're, um, as we started with the creation story, and, you know, a lot of people have heard about the creation story, I want to point out that on the sixth day of creation, something different happened. So up until all the other days, right, we hear that God said, God said something and something was created. But on the sixth day, something different happened. He reached down into the dirt and he formed man. So he didn't speak us into existence. He formed us into existence. Amen. So that tells me that I believe that this is the key to our creativity, the ability to make something new out of something that already was. The earth was already formed. It was already there. The dirt was already there. And he prepared that space for us, but he used what he had already created to create something new. This 
is the key to creativity. We don't get frustrated by problems. We are excited that we get an opportunity to innovate and make something new. And because we are spirit-led, we can do it. Amen? See, creativity isn't just about drawing and painting or, you know, the things that you would think of in the arts, right? So I want to make sure that in this room that if you're not one of those things that, oh, this, this doesn't really, you know, pertain to me. See, it can be expressed in art and design as we know, but it's not a skill that is just reserved for artisans and designers and musicians and that sort of thing. But creativity, like we said, just means you are working. Remember, working, there's execution involved, working to bring something into existence or to make something better, right? In this house, we all have the desire. We want to do better. We want to make things better in this house. We want to do more to build his kingdom. But it's about creativity is, being, is bringing clarity to something that's not clear. So that may look different if you're a scientist, if you are in the medical industry, if you are in banking and finance, if you're an educator. All those things require creativity. But it... The thing that's interesting, I, I, read, I recently read a, a quote from Chuck Close, and he's an artist, and he talked about creativity. And I love that he said, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. That tells me that I think some people miss, you know, they, they misinterpret creativity and think that it comes like a spark and you just... You know, it just kind of happens and you're kind of waiting for something to happen. That's not true. I want to dispel that myth right now. In order for creativity to hit, you just got to work. Get up and work it. Amen? We all have the ability to work, don't we? You don't have to wait for creativity to come. God already put it inside of us. With the direction of the Holy Spirit, he's going to show us how to work it. Have you ever heard or maybe you're the one who proclaimed or spoke over your life that you are not creative? Ever heard that? I'm not creative. That's what y'all sound like when you say that. I'm not creative. <laughs> I've heard that. I probably said that in my life. I'll, I'll be honest at, at some point. And I want to tell you right now, that is a lie from the pits of hell. Because the Bible I read tells me that I was made in his image, created to do amazing things. And I have the spirit of the living God inside of me that created everything. Amen? You can do all things through Christ. With the spirit, the creativity is already inside of you. He placed it inside of you in the image, made in his image you are. And so absolutely, you are creative. Say it with me. I am creative. There's so much power in words. We have to be careful the words we speak over ourselves and we speak about ourselves. You are creative. You may not know how to use the creativity or how to activate it. And that's what today is all about. Isn't that great? So to unlock the full potential of your creativity, I'm going to share with you some things that you should do. And the first is you got to create with humility. Humility. Now, y'all, y'all a little too quiet for me. I'm going to need y'all to like, 
you know, say a little something. Tell me you got it. Y'all got that? Uh, there we go. Genesis 1.1, again, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, right away, God is establishing that he's that dude. He's that guy. He's like, nobody helped me. I was here. I am first. I created all of this out of nothing. He is establishing his supreme power and authority and divinity. Nothing made him. He made everything. See, the thing made can never be greater than the thing that made it. Amen? John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing that was made, nothing was made that was made. That's a tongue twister. We have to acknowledge that God is the source of everything and that we cannot create anything outside of him. See, in the beginning is what should keep us humble. That's his way of saying, be humble. Sit down, be humble, hey. Um, so where does creativity come from? See, creativity is a gift that God the creator has given us. And while you may be given that gift, you got to remain humble because we can't create anything outside of him. So he's made us in his image. He's given us creativity, but we can never forget that we can't create anything that hasn't already be created, been created by him. Amen? Out of nothing. Only God can do that. And it is within this context of what God already created that we can operate in creativity. Everything we create rests in the shadow of the God who made everything. And I believe that that is very specific and intentional. It is also why the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's another way to say, be humble. I made this first, and everything you have is contingent upon that. So in Peter 940, and I had read that, that was the story of Tabitha. It says that Peter sent them all out of the room and he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she got up. See, in order for the miracle to occur, Peter had to humble himself. He had to get down on his knees. And notice what he did. He sent people outside, out of the room. Why? so they could not put the attention on him and the fact that he was performing this miracle. It was, it was a way for him to remain humble because without that, the miracle could not occur, amen? See, attention that he could get from keeping those people in there because they did know about him. See, he was well known and these were all the disciples and so this was a very public event that was going on and he was already getting attention, so he had to send people away. Sometimes you got to send people away. Turn the attention away from yourself because you cannot give way to pride because pride will destroy anything that you've built. Amen? Be humble. Be humble. See, God's, um, him being humble kept him in God's protection. 
And I think that's what a word for all of us today is that if we want to stay under God's protection, we have to be humble. Amen? See, that was Satan's problem. We all know. He thought that his music came from him, didn't he? He thought that it was all about him and pride set in. He wanted to get out of God's shadow and he wanted the credit for something that he didn't even create in the first place. And I don't know about you, but where I'm from, that's called plagiarism. So he'd been a counterfeit from the beginning, plagiarizing and trying to take credit for something he ain't do. Whether you're writing a research paper, a book, a song, uh, anything, you have to acknowledge, and, and this is like in life, right? If you're writing, if you're creating something and you utilize somebody else's thought or words, don't you have to credit them? You have to cite the word and where that, where that work was from, where that thought came from. You have to cite that word, right? Do we have any scholars in this place, right? And so Satan's problem is that he ain't want to cite God with the credit that he deserved. Whether, no matter what you're doing, Everything that you're doing requires you to give credit to the most high God. Give him the credit that he deserves. Amen? Don't be like Satan, the counterfeiter, the, the plagiarizer, who wants to take credit for something that he was given to by God. God is due all the credit. Amen? Uh, like I said, I have, uh, well, I didn't really say it, but... I kind of did, I, I, I'm in fashion. And, um, and we have seamstress, we have a line, a collection, and we have a seamstress, and he's really, really great, amazing guy, Haitian, love him. I love working with Haitians, they're <laughs> so specific and so precise. I am Haitian, by the way, so I'm a little partial. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, all right. I knew y'all was in here. I smelled the hippies. So I have my um, seamstress, his name is Jean. You know, he gotta be a Jean. And so before Jean gets to work, I, one time I saw him, I peeped him, like just corner over my eyes, and he was about to turn on the sewing machine and everything, and I saw him do this. He put his hands, his head down and his hands out, and he began to pray. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, Jean, I feel you. And then I asked him, I said, oh, that's good. You pray before you, 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 you work, right? And he was like, yeah, it helps me make less mistakes. The machine doesn't break. Any time that I ever started without prayer, the machine broke. And so he always submits his gift, his talent to God. Amen? See, that's what humility does. It protects you. It protects you from mistakes. It protects you from yourself, doesn't it? No matter what you create, I know for me, I'm going to speak for me, whatever, no matter what I create, I will always surrender it under God because without him, I can't do anything. Amen? I hope that we can take that. Maybe we take the example of Jean, pray before we do anything. Amen? See, that's the problem. A lot of us aren't praying before we do something and then we wonder why it fails, but that's for another time. See, when we pray, we are submitting it to the spirit. We are submitting it to God's creative spirit so that the spirit of creativity can flow through us. In other words, as we submit our gift or our creative work or whatever it is that we're doing, we are allowing the spirit to be the creative director. And I love that because 
the Spirit directs. See, all throughout Scripture, we see how the Spirit of God directs men and women of God to do extraordinary things, and it is only through that Spirit that they can do that. See, without the Spirit of God leading Noah, he wouldn't be able to have built that ark before the flood, could he? Without the Spirit of God leading Moses, he wouldn't have been able to stick that staff in the ground and split the Red Sea. Without the Spirit of God leading him, Samson could not fight all of those army, all of those men with the donkey, the jaw of a donkey, amen? Without the Spirit of God, Esther, Queen Esther could not utilize her influence to be able to rescue an entire nation. Without the Spirit of God leading them, David could not sling that shot to slay a giant. And it is that same spirit that allowed Jesus to turn water into wine, amen, and to tell incredible stories with the parables that changed lives, right? And to be able to use five loaves and two fish to feed the multitude. See, that same spirit is the one that was able to empower all of these great things. You see, a lot of us want to be the creative director, but we got to sit down and be humble and allow the spirit to do the job of directing. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6 says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, the same God is at work. If you want to fully operate in your creative gifting and potential, you have to first acknowledge that it is God whose spirit makes you creative. Amen? The second thing, how to be creative, that's what we're talking about, right? Y'all still with me? Is to create and evaluate. Evaluate. Genesis 1:31. God saw all that he has made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. See, when you're operating in your creative gift, it's important for you to take moments to look over what you've done and evaluate. God saw all that he did, did and he determined that it was good. You know what he was doing? He was evaluating his work. He was taking that moment to pause in the creative process, and then he wanted to evaluate before he moved on. See, creativity, it needs time. Ideas need to marinate, whatever it is. Remember, we're not just talking about artists, designers, writers, that kind of thing, that's in it. But everyone who is to do something different, remember, creativity is to do, make something new. It's a different thought. It's a different way of looking at things. And so in order to get there, that process needs to involve pausing so that you can evaluate. You assess your situation or position, and then you can move on. See, there's an article that I read, and unfortunately, I can't cite it right now. But it wasn't mine. It was not my thought. Psychologists um, assert that uh, silence is good for our brain. Silence. Ideally, ideas are cultured in a silent, positive, less stress, more focused space. Creativity just requires space, space to think, to marinate, to be still, 
to pause, and more importantly, to, con to have a conversation with God in the process. Amen? Some of us can't create anything new or we keep recycling the same ideas. How many of y'all see that all the time, right? Especially in the music industry. Keep recycling all these old ideas because we aren't taking time to pause, reflect, and evaluate. And more importantly, in the process of creativity, we've forgotten to go back We've lost sight of God and we've forgotten to go back, stop, and listen to the direction that we're getting from the Holy Spirit. See, creativity is discovered by those that are brave enough to go on the long journey to find it. Those that are patient enough to dig deep to mind its ground. See, creativity is not just found on the surface. That's why we, in this age, we're seeing a lot of that sort of jump on the next wave vibe, right? Or it's that whole disposable culture, fast fashion, right? Everything is just hot one minute, not the next. So we can't be people that jump on the next wave because we haven't done the hard work of digging deep to mine the fertile veins of creativity, amen? At the right time, if you've done the work, that idea or whatever you're working on will be revealed, but more importantly, it'll have staying and lasting power. See, one of the greatest lessons that I learned in art school, I went to art school, this, that's where I met Pastor Terrence. And um, I was supposed to be studying, but I was studying him, but <laughs> in between classes, you know, he's cute. And one of the greatest lessons that I learned in art school was that pause. Pause time and time again. See, I, I was actually painting. It was a painting class. And a lot of times when you're painting or even drawing, and we would draw these huge mural-sized drawings on canvases um, or paper, and you would get to a point where you get into the minute details. And it takes time because you're trying to get it to be sharp and, and you want to get the details in. And I was taught that, you know, after you've done all that, it's important to stop and step back so you can get a full picture, a larger scale view of what you're creating. And this is one of the greatest lessons that I ever received because it helped me to see clearly what I was doing on a larger scale. See, if we're always here, we don't see what we're doing on a larger scale. Amen? See, I had to see my work from a different perspective in order for it to get to a greater place. The Bible says in Tab of the Story, she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and he helped her to her feet. See, sometimes the only way to get to the creative solution is to change your perspective. You got to open up those eyes and see. And sometimes it takes you stepping back in order to see and get that different perspective. See, maybe the only way out of the problem that you're stuck in today is that you need to change your perspective. Maybe you're too close to the situation. You need to step out, step out of the room, right? Step out of that relationship that's toxic so you can see what it's really all about and see what God wants to give you, right? Some of us are focused on the small thing when God is trying to give us the bigger thing, amen? Step back so you can see the bigger picture that God has for you. Is that a word for somebody in this place today? 
It may mean changing your location, your scenery, even for others. It may even mean stopping what you're doing and starting over in another, with another idea or another thing. Because I remember some of the best ideas, the best work that I ever created was because I stopped working on the thing that wasn't working and I went to the other idea and worked that. Maybe some of us are stuck because we're trying to make something work that God didn't tell you to do in the first place. You gotta consult God. Too many of us are not taking direction from the Holy Spirit and then we mad when it ain't working. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and the, the Holy Spirit will tell us if this is the thing that we're supposed to work, right? Don't work what God ain't tell you to work, amen? Is that a word? I believe the pauses help you hear from God in the process. You see, another way we get stuck is because sometimes we're, we wanna do it all alone. And there's a lot of reasons why that may be. Some, some people may not trust, there might be trust issues. And more commonly, sometimes people just want the glory all to themselves. See, sometimes you're stuck because you wanna do it all alone, but God is calling us to work together. See, sometimes we can't see clearly on our own and we need somebody else to help us to see something that we're missing. See, that's why partnership is so important and powerful in creativity. Your partner can help you see things that you possibly missed. Verse 38 said in, in, our, in our story in Acts 9, 38, Lida was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men, everybody say two, to him and urged him, please come at once. See, they sent two to find the solution. The Bible said, doesn't say exactly what they expected uh, Peter to do exactly, but what they did know is that it would take more than one of them to go and find the solution. Sometimes you need to work together to get there. See, after Peter gets there, the Bible continues this idea of partnership in verse 30, in 41. It says, and Peter, after he already got there and he learns, they told him, oh, Tabitha has died and everything. He sends all the widows out of the room. Remember, we just read that. It's, it said, um, he sends the widows. He got there. He learns of Tabitha's death. He sends the widows out of the room, of, uh, the disciples out of the room. He prays and tells Tabitha to get up, which by the way, here's a side note. Some of y'all need to get up right? Get up, stand up. There is power in our minds. See, it took him saying get up in order for her to get up. We spent about 30 minutes speaking life over these kids because our words have power. There is life and death in the tongue. And he had to tell him, tell her to get up in order for her to live. Amen? He took her by the hand and he helped her to her feet. I love this so much because this gives us a clear picture of what it looks like to work together. Partnership. She was not able to get up until she looked at him and, she, and he helped her up. Maybe the difference between your creative idea living and dying is your partner, is working together with somebody who is spirit-led and who can help you see what you cannot. A Belgian workhorse is um, one of the strongest animals, work animals that you can have. And they can usually pull about 8,000 pounds. 
Um, it would make sense that, yeah, you know, if you have two of them, they'll be able to um, pull 16,000 pounds, right? 8,000 times two. But in reality, two horses can pull 22,000 pounds. And that's if they train together, they can even go up to 32,000 pounds. What am I saying here? There is exponential growth when you partner with the right person. Amen? The power of creativity is amplified when we create together. That's what we need here at Cool Church. We haven't seen hundreds and hundreds of people saved by the power of the Holy Spirit and come to Jesus because one person was being creative, because one person did all the work. It took the collective power of all of us who said, yes, I will use my creativity. I will work to build the kingdom of God. Together, we have seen hundreds of people saved and brought to the saving knowledge of God. We have helped thousands of people in this community. Why? Because we activated the power of creativity by working together. Amen? We have to understand that working together is the secret sauce to our success. Find a partner, not just anybody, spirit-led partners to be able to move your vision, move your idea to another level. Y'all believe that? Is that something you can use? If you're going to clap, clap, right? <laughs> Credit Terrence Wilson. <laughs> God partners with us and we partner with others so that we can create new things. Because collaboration is how we're able to get to innovation, amen? When you're creating, remember to pause and evaluate so you can see the bigger opportunities and also identify a partner to help you get there faster and in a bigger way, amen? Lastly, you got to create with purpose. Again, we are, we are talking about how to create, how to use our creativity. You got to create with purpose. We're back in verse uh, 41. So we're, we're reading Tabitha's story, Acts 9, 41. It says, he took her by the hand and he helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. If you don't get anything else, I pray that you get this. When God gives us gifts, best believe he wants us to do something specific with them. It is to glorify God. Creativity glorifies God. See, what is your creativity the answer to? See, what makes Tabitha's story so significant is that her creativity was first used to bless others. Remember, she was a fashion designer and she made clothes for the underserved. She had all them people looking fly. She had it going on, right? Everybody had it going on because Tabitha used that gift to bless others, amen? Time and time again, because the Bible says she was full of charity and good works. So she didn't just do it once. She was always doing that. That's why people knew her. And that's why people were sad when she was gone. See, are people going to be sad when you're gone? What legacy are you leaving through your creativity? What can people show 
What can people show about your life? See, they were able to show all the things that Tabitha made because of her goodness and her charity towards other people. She utilized her creativity to bless others, and they showed that. What are people showing about your life? You see, creativity as its highest purpose is to get people to know God. And here's a crazy thing, right? It's funny that she utilized her whole life and her gift of, fa of fashion and sewing and creating clothes and that blessed so many people. But even in death, her death blessed people. Her death became the catalyst for people to know God. So that tells me, here's a crazy side note, in order for creativity to live, something has to die. I'll come back to that later, because that's a whole message, right? Creativity at its highest purpose should get people to know God. Romans 1.20, I read this at the beginning. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can see clearly his invisible qualities his eternal power, and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for knowing God. Psalms 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world. In heavens, in the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is the bridegroom coming out of his chamber like a champion, rejoicing to run its course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. All of this is to say that creativity again, at his highest purpose, should show us God. It's one of the ways, the first ways, the most powerful ways that God establishes who he is. See, there's no excuse for nobody. I don't care if you're a believer or not. Everybody can see the world around them. Everybody has eyes to see. And because of that, no one is without excuse to respond to the most high God with worship. He gives us all an opportunity to know him. It's all around us, but it's our responsibility to respond accordingly, amen? We use our creativity to glorify him. We don't glorify the creation. Be careful because that's idolatry. We don't make idols of the things that he made, but we glorify the creator, amen? According to the Bible, I've heard this a lot. People are asking, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? Well, according to the Bible, knowing God is the meaning of life because he is the author of life. John 17, three says it, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And here's another side note. I had a lot of side notes this week. That if the meaning of life is to know him, 
Why are we spending so much time that have nothing to do with him, doing things that don't have anything to do with him? Why are we wasting time? If nothing you do glorifies him, then it's time for you to reevaluate what you're doing. Amen? Coming on a Sunday, that's great. This is like the rally. This is like, hey, y'all, you know, we're going we to win. But starting Monday, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. Yeah, we have jobs, but what work are we doing that glorifies him? Amen? They're supposed to be convicting. God created us with a purpose. Every day, we should wake up and ask ourselves, what did I get created for that's going to be a solution to this world? What am I going to use? God created you maybe because you could be the answer to disease. Maybe he created you to be the solution to poverty. Maybe he created you to be the solution to brokenness in, in communities and in homes. Maybe he created you to be the solution against trafficking of all types and hate and racism and rape culture, which is crazy. Maybe he created you to be the solution against all the issues that are plaguing our society and our world. What are you doing? Are we waking up and utilizing those creative gifts, those gifts that were designed to be the solution to problems, to glorify him? How are we using those things? Are we glorifying ourselves with those gifts or are we glorifying him? It's meant to be a reflective question because I believe the time is now. It's time for us to get up. Get up out of that grave, yes. Get up, get up, get up. Come on, get up out of that grave. Too many of us are sitting in dead ideas. We're sitting in things that don't lead to life and solutions that glorify God. And if you have an idea, a God idea, and I know everybody has one, at least half of us in this room have been hit with God ideas and we've been too scared to pursue them or we allowed them to die. Today is a word for you to speak it out, get up, tell that idea to get up. With our words, we can bring life to those dead ideas. In Jesus' name, they are not dead. They are alive. And you will be able to bring them to life with the words that you have in your mouth. Get up, get up. We ain't got time to sit around and sit in problems. God has created, created us in all of us the solution that is needed to change the world, amen? See, creativity encompasses all of our values. And we talked about them at the beginning because in order to create out of love, right? We have to acknowledge the one who is love. We can't do anything outside of him. And when we do it more effectively, it's when we do it together as a family. Is that not the second value? As a family of believers led by the Spirit. And it takes an outpouring of ourselves, that's generosity. 
in order to do excellent work that honors him. Amen? For he is worthy and we were created to serve him and serve others so that people would know him. Amen? Remember that thought I had earlier, that crazy side note? In order for creativity to live, something has to die. A seed is full of potential, is it not? It's got all kinds of stuff in it, nutrients, but it has to die in order for a plant to live. Something has to die in order for something new to be created. You see, when all hope was lost and man had turned its back on God, he used a creative solution. He sent a man to be the creative solution to the problem of sin we all had. And he sent them here as the solution, but what had to happen? He had to die. Something had to die in order for us to live. See, salvation in Jesus is God's perfect, creative idea and solution to the problem of sin. We are dead in our sin. We can't live life to our fullest the way that God intended us to if we're living in sin or dying in sin, amen? We have to first die to our sin in order for us to live. That's one of the greatest paradoxes of the Bible. We have to die in order to live. Peter had to go down in order to live. Jesus had to go down and steal the keys of death. He had to go down in order for us to live. We can live. God is calling us to live. But we have to take hold of him and make a choice before we can get there. When we accept Jesus into our lives, to get up, get up, get out of that grave, y'all. There's some people in here that haven't made that choice and that are living or that are dying in sin. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to get up out of that grave and take hold of the life that God has for you through his creative redemptive power in Jesus' name. God's presence, before you even were in here, you saw his presence all around you. His presence is all around us. We ain't got no excuse. You have no excuse for not knowing him. That's supposed to hit you right here. There is no excuse for us not knowing God. You're either going to say yes to him or die in your sin. It's a hard word, but it's the truth. See, God knows. To know God, see, creativity, like I said, creativity is our way. God utilized creativity for us to know him and to know God is to have a relationship with him. See, he's not looking for perfection. Perfection is not what he's looking for. He's just looking for you to bring your heart. He wants your heart. 
Because that's the beginning of healthy relationship, a good heart, right? You got to bring your heart to it. And so if you would, if everyone in this room would, please bow your head right now. Bow your head. We've all seen his glory in creation, so we are without excuse. It's time to stop making excuses about why we can't come to Jesus. It's time for us to make a decision. And right now, I'm going to ask you a question or give you an opportunity for you to answer the call. If you don't know Jesus today and you're like, okay, I'm ready to stop making excuses and I didn't think about that creativity was all around us. I had doubts, but man, now that I realize like, yeah, he is real. He is here and I do want that relationship with him. I want to do better. If you want to do better, you want to live the life that God designed you to live, a life full of hope, full of love, living in the creative power that he's given you. Why don't you lift up your hand? Come on, don't be scared. Ain't no time for excuses. I see you. I see you. I see hands all over this room. I see you. I see you. I see you. Why everybody in this place, why don't you just stand right now? Stand, stand, stand. Come on, everybody, let's stand. Let's honor the moment. A lot of you raised your hand in this place. And we just got up, right? Got up. Get up out of that grave. Come on. It's time for you to come up. Come up from where you are to where you want to be. If you had your hands raised today when I said, if you want to stop making excuses and say, okay, Jesus, I'm ready to start this relationship with you. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I know. Come on, come on, come on. No hesitation. I saw a lot of hands in this place. I see you. Come on, sis. Let's clap it up. I see you. You see him all around you in creation. We are without excuse, without excuse, creativity. We are living, walking, breathing in conviction. You could step up. Come on. I'm taking a moment to pause pause to give you time to reflect so that you can make the decision to stop making excuses and come to know God. This is a call for you to know God. See, Jesus, Jesus holds the key to life. In sin, we are dead. And so this is a call to life and life more abundantly, amen? Why don't you lift up your hands and if you're out there in the audience, I want you to reach out to these people because remember we read in the story of Tabitha, she didn't get up alone. See, that's what's great. And as a matter of fact, 
What's great about this house is you don't have to do anything alone. We do things together in this house because this is a family. So maybe your heart is beating, your hands are sweaty, and you're feeling like, man, I want to go up there, but I don't want to go by myself. I'm scared. Look, you don't have to go alone. Look to your left and your right and say, if you're scared, I'll go with you. Why? Because we don't do things alone. Maybe you need somebody to hold your hand to help you get up out of that grave so that you can walk towards life. Come on, ask somebody. Be intentional, everybody. Ask around. I feel like there's another person in this place that's holding back and that's too scared. Don't do it alone. Come on, I knew it. There you go. There you go. We got another. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get up out of that grave. Get up out of that grave. Get up out of that grave. Let's go. This is a call to life. Amen? Amen? If you're up here, I want you to lift up your hands. And remember, this is not for you to be weird or anything, but sometimes we have to surrender. It's a sign of surrender to say, you know what? I'm going to be humble in this moment. I'm going to lay aside my pride. I'm going to lay aside my cool because I know God is doing something greater in me. I acknowledge that I am here because God is greater than anything that I can be. Amen? Amen. Father God, I thank you for these people that have said yes to the call to life. God, I pray that you fill them up with your Holy Spirit, your creative power, so that everything that they touch, Lord, will be blessed by you, will be anointed, and will be utilized to bring people to know you. God, I pray that these people be effective servants of yours, Lord, effective for the kingdom. And if you're up here, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And basically, once again, it is you humbling your heart and saying, yes, dear Jesus, I've sinned. I've sinned. I'm not proud of it. God, I give it all to you. Change me from the inside out. I know you love me. I love you too. And from this day forth, I want to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, that was a prayer that ushered in new life, new life into you. You are no longer dead in your sin. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You are life. You are God's creative creation to do incredible works. And you know what else? so that you can also get people to know the God that you just met today. Amen? Now here at Cool Church, I said it before, you don't do anything alone. And once again, we ain't, we ain't trying to be all up in your business and all that, but we are trying to support you. See, a lot of times people fail because they don't have support. They want to do things all alone and then wonder why things ain't working in their lives. We're here together. This is a community an authentic community. It is family. And because you're now family, we want to celebrate you. A lot of people cheer for a lot of nonsense, but you know what? We're going to cheer right here louder than you've ever heard anyone cheer for anything because 
you are now a part of a family that is filled with love, filled with purpose, filled with life in Jesus' name. This is the most important decision of your life. It's not your wedding day. It ain't even the day your kids was born, as cool as they are. The day that you say yes to Jesus, that's the most important day of your life. And for that reason, we're gonna celebrate on the count of three. And what I'd love you for you to do is just walk towards that sign that says, welcome to the family. And what's gonna happen is they're just gonna explain to you. We have team that wants to pray for you answer your question and just give you a hug maybe you just need a hug right so on three you're gonna hear the crowd and you're gonna walk that way and if you came with somebody that came to the front you'll be able to see them in the courtyard you ain't getting raptured ain't nothing we're gonna have you just gonna be right here okay guys don't be scared so on three won't we celebrate our brothers and sisters who have said yes one two three let's go in your creativity come to the front I'm gonna pray a blessing over you and I know that God has anointed me with creativity and I want to pour that out to you in Jesus name if you have something a creative gift an idea you've been sitting on if you've allowed a God idea to die and you need that idea to get up out of that grave get up I want you to come to the front Come on, make some space, make some space. We gonna pray. You know what we're gonna do? You're gonna follow, if you really want this, we gonna get a little uncomfortable. Y'all okay with that? If there's no room, fill the aisles, do what you gotta do. The Bible said, the Bible says, before Tabitha came to life, what did he do? He knelt down on his knees. I'm gonna have you all kneel down, get down on your knees. Because if we want to see these creative ideas flourish and come back to life or come to life in the first place, we first need to humble ourselves. Maybe you didn't come up here, but you're feeling like, man, I need to humble myself. You can. Go right ahead and kneel right on with me. I believe that this society has become stuck. So many of us are stuck because we failed to be humble. So right now in this prophetic act, and I'm going to ask the worship team singing, y'all too, get on your knees because you guys are in a creative space right now. I don't know if you can sing on your knees, but I'm going to say, yes, you can. Amen. I believe that God is going to do miracles in all of us in this place.
The more we humble ourselves, the more he's going to use us in Jesus' name. And why don't you take another step and maybe you lift up your hand because we're going to pray. Father God, Lord, we humble ourselves before you, the creator of all things, the one who creates out of nothing, Lord. You were there in the beginning and you will be there at the end, Lord. You are the alpha, the omega. Nothing can be done without you, Lord. Everything that we do, everything that we create, everything that we are is never done apart from you. We don't take credit for anything, God, but we give you all the credit that you deserve, Lord, for you are worthy, you are mighty, and we praise you, Lord, because it is the praise that you are due. Lord, we say sorry, 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 if we've allowed pride to set in. We release that pride in Jesus' name. We rebuke that pride in Jesus' name that has kept us stuck and that has killed ideas that you had placed in us to birth. In Jesus' name, we release those things. We say, get up, everyone say, get up. Our ideas are coming back to life. New ideas are being birthed. New solutions to old problems and new problems are being birthed. They are being created in us right now, God. We have the solution, Lord. We pray for resource, we pray for energy, we pray for partnerships so that we can see those things come to life in Jesus' name. God, right now I pray that all of our creativity be used so that people can see your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And why don't you give God all the praise and all the honor that he is due in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Why don't you join us one more time. Here, join us one more time in worshiping him. Because you got to go forth and create with praises in your mouth. so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.